Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Peace and blessings, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Priest. This has come out over my people. And I'm here with one of our nation members, Sister Nisha, and she and I were speaking earlier, and she was inspired by a topic that we had uh, earlier this week, I guess Sunday. So we spoke about it, and she went into an extensive, detailed, very informative information base that I said to her, we need to hear this, we need to hear directly from you, particularly a sister, we need to hear from a sister. But just her insight, her she just her her clarity of thought is really important. I hold her in high self esteem and I expect a lot out of her. I really do. I, I expect her to be an example for us in, in our future and, and be one of the, the leaders of our future. I expect that from her. So please welcome our dear sister. The, the floor is yours. Thank you, Brother Priest. And um, good day, listening audience. Shalom. It is uh, December 28th, year 2017 AD. My name is Sister Anisha Morton, Tribe of Judah, Foreign on the Record. Uh, Tada again, Chief Administrator of our nation, our priest, for establishing all platforms for our nation to speak through, to thrive through, and prosper through. Um, A lot of people don't know that I'm just going to let it be known, um, you know, what I priest has done quietly and discreetly is what many have tried and failed to do for us. And in the process of our ancestors trying and failing, which resulted in their death or their destruction because of the means and and ways in which they chose to do it and because of the status that they were in lawfully, um, you know, they came to a demise. And just me understanding that now on my own accord, um, I still, I must pay homage to the late greats, such as the Honorable Nat Turner, uh, Toussaint Littlewood Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Fannie Lou Hamer, Martin Luther King, Elijah Muhammad, Khalid Muhammad, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, Noble Drew Ali, um, Rabbi Wentworth Arthur Matthews, and the countless others who sacrificed their lives by speaking truth to power to keep the lanterns lit just so that we can find our way. Now, with that being said, without further ado, I'd like us to begin. 
um, because our creator has been dealing with me a lot over this holiday break. And um, the Holy Spirit has revealed a great deal of matters happening within our community and to our community, which our community, because we are like so in the trenches fighting the war of systemic oppression, we're unable to see it. Um, I brought my thoughts and the information that came to me to our priest, uh, thinking that on Sunday when he goes live, that he would go into detail about it. But like he said, he was like, no, sister, you're going to do it. And so here I am. And I'm very nervous, but I'm sure that with the assistance of our priest, the points will be driven home. And as, you know, the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 19 states that when we are delivered up, even though, I'm not moved to pain, but it says that when you are delivered up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in the same hour which ye shall speak. So now here I am a few hours later with articles and blogs to discuss with my brothers and sisters today. And just to let you know, um, there is going to be some music on the, the, the playback and um the content is going to be a song titled Gun Law by Narubi Sela, and it's subject to copyright laws and is not being used for profit. Um, and, in fact, I urge you to look for that sister and support her because her lyrical content is so refreshing. Um, and what's really interesting about that particular song is that particular song starts with a blog um, that um, Jesse Ventura, who was the former governor of Minnesota, did um, an interview that he did. It was like an interview debate that he did with Pierce Morgan five years ago because he was coming at him sideways and upways, downways, from every which way. And they were debating the, top, the, the topic of gun law. And Jesse Ventura is like, stating that the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment was placed there, that the citizens could bear arms, not because, you know, for the means of hunting and fishing and things of that sort, like they like to say all the time, but that law, that gun law was placed there for the citizens to protect themselves if and whenever the government that they were subject to became oppressive which is very pertinent to the different topics that are all relative to one another. But there are different discussions that I came across within this week. Um, That particular thought of the Bill of of Rights and certain rights that we are innately given by our creator and by our government to protect ourselves and for well-being um, that today are being violated systemically by the government in which we choose to be subjected to. And there is a reason for that. Now, I want to start the discussion off with starting, um, I want to start with what um, subsequently ended, uh, 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 resulted in a number of different coincidental events, which Anybody on the spiritual path of enlightenment, no matter which school of thought you are following, if it holds true, you will notice that there are no such things as coincidences. 
that nature and the unis the, the universe all works in unison for the unveiling of our, our spirits for a righteous goal. Now, with that being said, Sunday, Brother Priest was live on talk show, and he didn't realize until last Friday that the Sunday when he was going live was going to be Christmas Eve. So he came on the, law, uh, on the line, and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I realized today was Christmas Eve. And he said, you know what, let's start talking about Christmas and the origins of Christmas. And he began to break down the origins of Christmas behind a culture that was created mostly on the Eastern Hemisphere that symbolizes the enslavement and bondage of our people for 400 years. And this character that he went on giving the history about was Swarthy Pete. Now, if anyone is listening and you're friends with me on Facebook, I had, you know, posted, um, uh, made a post regarding St. Nicholas and will the real St. Nick stand up? And I had come across the Negro St. Nicholas, but what our priest had made apparent to us last Sunday is that there was actually two St. Nicholases. There was a Caucasian St. Nicholas, and there was a Negro St. Nicholas. And with this capture, Swarthy Pete, what people don't realize is that Swarthy Pete was the original elf. You know, Santa has his 12 elves. But this Swarthy Pete character was created around the notion of our subjugation to 400 years of bond servitude. So everybody on the Eastern Hemisphere, they even dress up in blackface as swarthy peaks to this day in Spain and in some parts of Germany, recognizing swarthy peaks. Because in the story even that I posted, the historical account that I posted on my page, it even said that St. Nicholas traveled with what was assumed a slave of dark skin named Pete. So they erected this caricature as a symbol that they had subjugated the black devil. And now that the black devil has been subjugated and in this bond servitude status, he is now good. He is now civil. He is now amicable and easy to deal with now that he's been subjugated. Fast forward to the, the you know, um, the time of bond servitude up into present in the Western Hemisphere. They distorted that history and they sold it to us as Santa's little elves, and they have us celebrating it year after year, thinking that this is this Santa Claus is this great saint that gives out gifts to people, and he has these little helpers, not realizing that they're mocking our subjugation and our place in bond servitude. You'd have to go back to that podcast to get more detailed information because Ock Priest, as always, 
did a phenomenal job breaking all of that down. But I'm using that as a segue to show you the sequence of events that happened to me over these past few days that led to this revelation that I'm having. The next day was Christmas Day. I subscribed to a channel, a few channels on YouTube, very informative. I love to watch them because I think it embodies the thought of the conscious thought of civility and what actual citizens are expected to do in holding and taking their government to task and making sure that their citizens are taken care of appropriately. One of the shows that I watch is Yvette Carmel's show, Breaking Brown. Another show that I watch is Antonio Moore's show, uh, Antonio Talks. Now, Monday, when I, I wasn't even, you know, because we had this whole break, um, I was in break getting my house in order mode, and my notification goes off, and Yvette's live. She's on live. And her topic of discussion that day intrigued me. She was on asking the question, why are African Americans the justice police for the entire world? Very good topic, very good discussion, very good information. Always she comes with the data. She always comes with the figures and the numbers statistically nationwide to base, to support her stance in the actual political position of black Americans. And she is an avid advocate for descendants of slaves, of the transatlantic slave trade in the in, in in North America, uh, as well as Antonio uh, Moore. Now, with that being said, when I clicked on the live feed, because she goes live when she does her shows and brings her data and information, when I clicked on the live feed, what do I see but Yvette Carnell in a flashing light elves hat? And I had to chuckle to myself. I said, isn't this something Priest was just talking about? Swarthy Pete. And here goes Yvette live on YouTube in a Swarthy Pete hat looking like Swarthy Pete herself, himself. And so I began to laugh. But then I started listening to the content of what she was talking about. She started talking about Democratic Representative uh, Terry A. Sewell, who is a representative of a county in Alabama that is majority African-American. And this particular uh, county in Alabama, they are suffering from a hookworm epidemic. Why are they suffering from a hookworm epidemic, you may ask. You say, oh, these are just poor black folk that don't want to do anything and they live in squalor and that's why they're having hookworms. No. They are suffering from hookworm epidemic because of faulty septic tanks, government septic tanks that were installed in their backyards that have 
busted, basically, and now they have feces, human feces, all over their backyard. So Yvette starts talking about this Democratic uh, representative from Alabama who is responsible for this particular county. And she's like, okay, this hookworm epidemic is about two to three months old. It's now Christmas Day, and Terry A. Sewell is just now tweeting about hookworm. Well, what was Democratic uh, Representative Terry A. Sewell concerned with before December 25th, 2017. And if you look back on her Twitter feed, you'll notice that she has been an avid advocate for DACA since the beginning of the year, as have most of the United States been concerned with. And so Yvette goes on and she goes on to the county website and she pulls up the demographics of the website because she's saying to herself, well, maybe her county is majority um, immigrant, so maybe that's why her focus has been on DACA and immigrants. And lo and behold, she puts the information up, and she shows the breakdown by demographic of representatives Terry A. Sewell's district, and it's about 600,000 people in her district. 200 and something are mostly Caucasian, and 400,000 and something are African American. And she's saying, well, where is our representation in Congress and Senate and government? Here's the problem. Our representation has sold out their own constituents. They don't even focus on what's happening to the descendants of chattel slavery here in the country because they're too busy following the agenda and understanding that America is built on capitalism and capitalism is fueled by a competitive environment. They are making sure they meet the status quo and then also substantiating their position with the hierarchy. And they are looking to fulfill the needs of the elite liberals um, that they are basically subjugated to. Then she goes on to do another show Wednesday. I get a notification. And she's talking about Wednesday, she's talking about the limits of solidarity. And you know what? I cannot be mad at this sister because when you bring up the statistics and you bring up the data and see where the descendants of chattel slavery in America are opposed to where the immigrants that come in are positioned economically, and understanding that we have representatives in office that are supposed to be advocating for the constituents and they are not, it, of course, should upset anybody who is a descendant of chattel slavery within these borders because our ancestors fought. They had dogs sicked on them. They had hoses turned on them. They were lynched. 
and kill their their bones and their children's bones are buried here. They were raped and pillaged and plundered and died for certain things such as affirmative action to be put in place so that our children wouldn't get left behind. But what we're finding is with the next episode where she started talking about the solid limits of solidarity, what we're finding is that a lot of uh, immigrants that come in, whether they're African immigrants or Caribbean immigrants or South American immigrants, um, Antonio Moore uh, also did a show on Tone Talks, which is also on the Yvette Carnell channel, Breaking Brown channel. So I, I suggest everybody go check out um, the, the actual titles of the links that I'm telling you about so that you can basically see the data and hear the information for yourself. Don't just trust me, do your research. Don't just trust our Yvette either, do your research. But there is a a grand scheme to everything that I'm saying to bring it full circle. Now, she comes on Wednesday and she's mad now. And she's like, you know, everybody got on my page because of that that, that Christmas episode that I did and um, said, you know, Yvette, you're being xenophobic and Yvette, you know, you're being anti-immigrant. No, I'm not being anti-immigrant. You have to understand, she's saying, that the days when we said, okay, you and me are the same because of skin color, those days are over. Now we're looking at lineage, and we're looking at the benefits that were put in place for our lineage being taken by people that weren't affected by what the people of our lineage were being affected by. And then you turn to me and you look at me and you say, but we're in solidarity. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're in competition. If you're taking what was put in place for us, if you want to be in solidarity with me, when you come over here, you get on board with the plight of African Americans here in this country. And instead of checking African American when you come, you check other or you check white. Because the families, statistics are showing the families that you come from, when you're coming from these other nations, you're not coming from maids and butlers and, 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 and limo drivers and, and landscapers. You're coming from the affluent family. And when you come here and you get into you know, college, your parents can afford to pay the bill for college. So the, the colleges rather take you than me because they get, their, they get to check their affirmative action box and get the benefit, but they're also getting your money, and then they don't have to deal with me on your campus causing any political environment because I have a righteous justice claim that has to be met because I am from this land right here. Could not be mad at her. Straight to the point, data supports her, her stance, reality and what the representatives in government are doing. It, it supports her stance. Antonio, uh, Antonio Moore came on. Uh, I did watch his show that he did with um, a professor at Duke named San, San, uh, Sandy Darity, and he is a professor of structural economics there, and he wrote about the color 
um, discrimination, basically, in education. And once again, that video was up on Yvette Carnell's Breaking Brown site and also on Antonio Moore's uh, YouTube page as well. And the title of that particular vlog is We Overstate the Value of Education for the Purpose of Wealth of the African-American Community. And that is the blog that Sandy Darity, Professor Sandy Darity, is on. And he actually attested to the fact that he's worked with admission officers that have clearly stated they prefer to admit and accept African immigrants or Caribbean immigrants due to the fact that they would rather not have a political environment on campus, whereas the students have a right to a specific justice claim. They both go on to talk about in these blogs where it kind of hurts the actual view of where descendants of slaves in this country are because when you see these different articles coming about, talking about how African Americans are doing such better, you know, so better in this climate, they are not telling you the full truth. They are not telling you that they are looking at immigrants that are coming in that are actually earning more than the descendants of slaves here because employers and colleges prefer them because of the lack of the justice claim that they can file. So there's a lot of data that's coming out on these sites, a lot of information. And I had to sit back yesterday when that last one came out and really come to terms with what they are missing in understanding. I praise the Most High, and I am thankful that I am a member of tribes of Aboriginal nations. I am a student of tribal Aboriginal nations because there is a wealth of knowledge that is here that surpasses anything that I've ever come in contact with and really puts life in general. So when I say that Torah is law, literally Torah is law, and it's being played out and lived right in front of you under your noses, and you are not seeing it. Why do I say this? Yvette and Antonio go through a lot of effort to substantiate our reparations claim, and they are totally right. We are due reparations. But what they don't understand is that reparations is not something that is given individually. 
on an individual basis, like here's your check and here's your check and here's your check. Reparations is given to a body of people, a government, a body politic, moving together in solidarity for one purpose, which is self-government. When the Israelis were given reparations and still are getting reparations today, millions of it, they're not giving it individually, excuse me. They're giving it as a nation. When the United States of America pays Japan their reparations, they don't get it individually. The nation gets it. So what they're not getting is your your responsibility is to form an alliance with individuals of your same lineage and legacy to self-govern and then file the justice claim that is due to your people. So the reason why you can have hookworms in the backyard of our community and the the representatives that are placed in a position to oversee your well-being will ignore your need and fill the needs of the new work labor coming in is because of the status that you're in. The reason why it was so easy to get to and infiltrate a lot of these movements that have been established and the reason why a lot of these movements that have been established haven't gotten farther than beaches, and small community outreach and growth is because of the status that their members are in. There's just certain legal and lawful ways you cannot maneuver because of the black class status that you are in. Black is not a nationality. How can you serve a creator that doesn't even tell you who you are in your history by nationality? So if you're reading this Bible, this holy scripture, and we like to say holy as whole, as a whole, because that's exactly what it is, what you're reading is a form of government called theocracy that a certain nationality of people govern themselves by. To be holy, the only nation holy and unto Yah, the creator only. I wanted to bring up this article because 
like I said, Torah is life, and it's playing out right in front of you. You're just not paying attention. Donald Trump, when he first started to take office, he's been tweeting like an idiot for the longest time, and I don't think he's going to let up because he's just, you know, narcissistic and he likes the attention. So one of the tweets that he made that was going viral via social media is when he had tweeted that he was going to do more for black people than Jesus. And everybody was like, oh, this is so blasphemous. What is he talking about? Not thinking that, you know, you know Jesus, the Jesus in which we were said is actually a fictitious character. So him doing more for us than the fictitious, fictitious character could have done would be quite valid because that fictitious character is a false idol god and is not going to be able to do anything for you. But the man that was to be our king that died for the entire transgressions of law, sin, of his people to be redeemed, these are things that you, these are things you have to look up. I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to go too far. That every man should redeem himself. You have to redeem yourself. And because he laid down his life for his nation, that is possible. And there are certain things that you are entitled to as a justice claim that is our inheritance by law of our law book that cannot be denied, but you must organize yourselves and come together so that you can fight for it, just like every other nation on earth does. You are no exception. But back to Trump. Trump, Trump, another article that came out about something that Trump is doing. I'm going to show you how Torah is law. I'm looking at an article from Washington Post, article from The Hill, and an article for CBN, from CBN.com. Titles are as follows. Top Trump administration officials flock to weekly Bible study classes at the White House. The Hill, Trump cabinet members attend weekly Bible studies. CBN, Bible studies at the White House. Who's inside? The spiritual awakening. Then I came across and remembered another article where Trump was at an African-American history museum, and he found it appropriate at an African-American descendant of American chattel slavery to say and denounce anti-Semitism and racism. It has to stop. Was he at a Holocaust museum? No, he was at an African-American museum. Let me tell you what that says loud and clear. They know exactly who we are. They see 
that a lot of us are waking up but don't quite get it. But they also know that tribes is here. So then what does he do? He turns around and he says, I'm going to do more for black people than Jesus did. And then here comes the tax bill. And you can watch on Yvette Carnell. They will break down the tax bill and how it is about to cripple black working class America. Because contrary to popular demand, the net worth of the middle median African-American household is about $8. And that is not including the couch and the car, which should not be included as an asset. So we are not doing as well as we think we are doing. Meanwhile, in white households, in the medium, the medium household, their net worth, liquid, liquid liquidity is about 150 to 250 thousand that they can draw upon, and that's from that is the result of systemic oppression. But it's not racism. And I'll tell you why it's not racism. It might be classism. It might be nationalist views, but it's not racism. This is why it's not racism. And I'm going to go to let me get my Bible open. I am going to. First, I'm going to go to, let's go to Leviticus. Let's go to Leviticus 25, 35 on read. And if thy brother be waxing poor and fallen in decay with thee, then thou shalt relieve him. Yea. Thou he be a stranger or a sojourner, that he may live with thee. Take no usury of him or increase, but fear thy God that thy brother may live with thee. Thou shalt not give him thy money upon usury, usury, nor lend him thy thistles for increase. So usury is increase, usury increase is interest. Thou shalt not give him thy money upon usury, nor lend him thy vessels for increase. 39 says, And if thy brother that dwelleth by thee be waxen poor and be sold unto thee, thou shalt not compel him to serve as a bond servant. Did anybody ever look at the back of their birth certificates? Is that not a bond? Okay, let me keep reading. And if thy brother that dwelleth by thee be waxing poor and be sold unto thee, thou shalt not compel him to serve as a bond servant, but as an hired servant. Remember, a lot of Europeans, especially Irish immigrants, came over here as, as indentured servants, and there were a lot of indentured Caucasian servants working on plantations as overseers, for the masters, but as a hired servant and as a sojourner, he shall be with thee and shall serve thee 
unto the year of Jubilee. Brother Priest broke that down so eloquently on a pod class, and I'm just going to say to the listening audience, you have to do your due diligence. If you are not going to look for the books, you can at least listen up on the podcast because Brother Priest is giving it to you raw, uncensored, with no chaser, and he's telling you where to go, where we can make some things, or where to come so we can make it happen. And then 41 goes on to read, and then shall he depart from thee, both he and his children with him, and shall return unto his own family, and unto the possession of his fathers shall he return. For they are my servants, which I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. Thou shalt not be sold as bondsmen. Thou shalt not be ruler over him with vigor, but shall fear thy God, both thy bondmen and thy bondmaids, which thou shalt have, shall be of the heathen that are round about you. From them shall ye buy bondmen and bondmaids. The Constitution of the United States of America specifically states that they established that covenant, that covenant, excuse me, covenant contract agreement for their progenitors, their offspring, their lineage. You were chattel slavery. So when you talk about the Bill of Rights, and you talk about the, you know, the Second Amendment and the 13th and the 14th and all of that good stuff, you have to realize why they put you as three-fourths of a person and that you still remain in that position to this day because this government is not your family, so to speak. This government was not established for you. And going back to those Trump articles where he's at an African-American museum and he's saying we have to put an end to anti-Semitism and racism. I mean, I know there's no such thing as a Semite or Shemite, but that speaks volumes. That means they know exactly who we are. But it's not their job to tell you. Remember, you were servants. You were sentenced to 400 years of bond servitude for your transgressions of law, where you were to be stripped of your name and your nationality, and you were no longer allowed to conduct commerce under them. You became property of someone else, and you began to bear their name for their profit. That is their atonement for the sins and transgressions that we did against their body of people. Now that the seventh seal is being broken, and now that information is increasing, and now we're becoming more aware, lawfully, we can come back to our right standing, and we can actually ask for or Seek atonement for the things that have been done to us wrongfully because they have gone overboard. We've double served our sentence. It's not their fault that we haven't woken up 
and taking our right standing, that's our responsibility. We even have a podcast on on here where uh, Brother Ra'amia was talking to um, a Syrian uh, brother, I think, or Arab brother or something like that. And he straight out told, oh, yeah, you know, American Negroes are the tribe of Judah. We know that. Everybody knows that. You just don't know that. (laughs) But we're not supposed to tell you is what the man said. We're not supposed to tell tell you who you are. You're supposed to find that out. So when you're in a black class status, you're in the bottom class status, and that's why they can shoot you, right? When you're off your medicines, they can drug you. This just happened to a brother in Chicago. They can drug you. They know you're off your medicines. They can come to your house because they're supposed to de-escalate the situation. But they can shoot you and your aunt that's behind you and then turn around and sue your estate because the officer felt threatened and he wasn't, you know, in he wasn't prepared and trained appropriately to handle and de-escalate that situation and get away with it and get away with it. That's where they can let you start, you know, black stations and DET and let you only get what so far. That's where you can be a, a Oprah and Discovery come in and say, yeah, we're buying majority stake from you for $70 million. You name the price. You don't name the price. That's a takeover. That's not a sale and we're getting majority stock in your network? And then they can say to Byron Allen, okay, yeah, you can have a network, but we're not going to give you advertising because you're not supposed to let the stranger get above you in your own land. They are implementing Torah. Someone on my page said, Oh, they think that the Bible is the only book that they that you can be sworn in on when that when that uh Ray uh I forgot that pedophile um the pedophile senator didn't get reelected in Alabama, and you know they were going crazy because they said oh well he didn't swear in the, you know one of one of his uh, associates was like he needs to swear in on the Bible I swear in on the sworn sworn in on the Bible and then the news reporter was like well you don't have to get sworn in on the Bible. You know, some people get sworn in under the Quran. Some people get sworn in under the Constitution. But, and they were laughing. You know, people on my page were laughing. Oh, they put so much value in that book. But they missed the point. Why is it that you have to put your hand on some sort of documentation of law, some sort of, the Bible is a covenant, it's a contract. You understand that our ancestors of antiquity, when they went into the desert, when Moses took them into the desert and he read the law in front of them, that our great, 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 whatever, so on, grandpappies, grandmammies, and their children, were standing in front of Moses, and he and they said after he read the law that we will do everything that is said and commanded for us to do for us and for our children and for our children's children. That's a contract, and Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the whole 
congregation. That is a blood covenant that we made with the creator of the universe. You don't, you can't break that. And what Yvette and Antonio are not realizing is that they are pitting us against each other for a reason. They know who the Jamaicans are, Benjamites. They know who the Haitians are, Levites. They know who some of the West Africans are. They know who the South Americans are. And they bring us all here and they pit us all against each other because their worst nightmare is for us to unify and file a justice claim because they're already on their last leg and all we got to do is sweep it from up under them and it's done. So that is what I wanted to come today, this afternoon, to give to my brothers and sisters, and I hope it was uplifting. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Anisha Morton, and I'll be starting my blog soon, and I'll share that information on my page. Brother Priest will be back on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm so looking forward to it. And um, Brother Priest, I would like to yield the floor. I hope I was not too long-winded, and I yield. Praise the Lord, sister. Um, No, you are uh, very informative, and that's what counts. And it's like this. Not enough sisters have the open support from brothers that allow and yield the floor to sisters to speak. Now, because we're Hebrews, there are different factions, different sects, just like any other, just like religions. We're not supposed to be religious, but but there are religious Hebrews. And so there's dogma and doctrine that say, that go after Paul that says, you know, let the women keep silent and what have you. Okay, I want to make this clear. In the scriptures, there are female prophets. In the scriptures, when it's speaking of particularly let the women keep silent, you have to take into context what else is going along with that. Actually, I'm not going to even go into that because I don't want to. I don't even want to stir up any debate. You believe what you believe about it, but this I know: it does not make sense, common sense, that a woman should not be even allowed to speak at all. Period. So she's just supposed to walk around with her mouth closed twenty-four-seven. You're saying you don't value the intelligence and the wisdom within her nature that the Most High Almighty has placed in her? That doesn't make sense. Now, we all have our roles to play. But one thing that we don't do here, we're not going to suppress or oppress our women. That doesn't exalt them up over us by allowing them to speak. 
And you have to put these things into perspective. But this sister, I'm saying to her and to the world, I expect great things from her. I do. And I expect more from her than the average. Because as I'm telling you, and as one of the elders in our nation told me, that they see her being at the forefront of leadership in the future of our people. And so do I. So you've heard her speak, and I hope that in the future and very soon, we'll be able to bring her back. Respect your woman, black man. Respect respect your sisters. Respect them all. And don't try to keep them stifled. Thank you all for listening. I'll praise you to the most high.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.